welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hi there, this is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today and welcome to this podcast episode. And in this episode, I want to talk about how to turn your blog into a book. You see, if you're a nonfiction writer, it's a great approach to writing a book. Last year, I actually set out to write a book about nonfiction writing. And before I wrote the book, I decided that I wanted to turn some of the blog posts from my blog, Become a Writer Today, into chapters for this book. So what I did is I drew together the strands of my published blog posts with the topic for the book in question. And in this episode, I'm going to explain what I learned from this approach to book writing. And I'm also going to give you some blog to book tips. But before I do that, why should you consider turning a blog post or a series of blog posts like I did into a book? And how do you know if this approach to book writing is for you? Over the past few years, I've learned it's easier to turn a nonfiction blog into a book, but it's much more time consuming to turn a fiction blog into a book. Fiction blog posts generally don't attract as much web traffic as practical blog posts. And by fiction blog posts, what I mean is extracts from your stories or your poetry and so on. And the reason for this is fiction readers generally prefer getting their stories in books, anthologies and so on, rather than reading them on the web. Non-fiction readers, on the other hand, will consume information in lots of different ways through blog posts, videos, books and even podcast episodes. That said, the highest profile example of a fiction author who turned blog posts into a book is Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. And the author, she actually wrote extracts of her first Fifty Shades of Grey book as fan fiction on various Twilight blogs. So it can be done, but it takes a lot more work to turn your fiction into a book, which is why I'm going to focus on why you should turn nonfiction into a book. Now, the first reason why you should turn nonfiction into a book is you get early feedback in your ideas. In the book, The Lean Startup, the author Eric Reese wrote, we must learn what customers really want, not what they say they want or what we think they should want. And writing a book is no different. You see, most bloggers who aspire to become authors want to turn blog followers into readers of their books. That is, customers. You can find out what your readers like by publishing extracts of your work sooner. You see, writing a book for the first time is kind of like trying to climb Everest. Whereas writing a blog post is more like running up a mucky hill in a nearby park. If you're a new author, you may spend a year or even two years writing 50,000 words and then later editing and shaping your work and turning it into something that you're proud to publish on Amazon. So it's natural to sometimes look at a book draft that you've been working on for a long time and wonder, when will I ever finish this? On the other hand, you can write a blog post, press publish and gauge how readers react within a few days. The second reason why you should consider turning your nonfiction blog into a book is you can rewrite and publish as you go. You see, great writing is rewriting. It's natural to produce a lousy first draft and it takes work to turn that first draft into a readable second draft and even more work to turn it into something that shines and that you're proud to publish for readers. In other words, the more time you spend rewriting, the better your final work will be, provided you actually publish it and you just don't endlessly rewrite it. But if you're turning your blog posts into a book, you actually gain another opportunity to rewrite older pieces of your work based on readers' feedback, all the while working towards your deadline. And I'd emphasize that point about working towards a deadline. The third reason why you should consider turning your nonfiction blog into a book is you can accomplish more than one writing goal. You see, one surefire way to grow your audience as a blogger is to publish blog posts on your site 
on other people's sites and on social media networks like Medium and Quora consistently. However, if you're a new blogger or aspiring author, it's often difficult to find time to write both a book and a blog. Instead, if you decide to turn your blog post into a book, you can grow your blog and work towards the milestone of becoming an author at the same time. The next reason why you should consider turning your nonfiction blog into a book is you can turn an intimidating project into a manageable one. Writing a book, much like training to run a marathon, is intimidating if you've never done it before because who has the time, patience or discipline to run 26.2 miles or produce 50,000 words? Success comes from breaking down your training or writing. In other words, start by training for three or even five miles. Instead of writing 50,000 words, focus on just producing 500 or 1,000 words. And if you're blogging as you go, you can do it. Now, before I get into how to turn your blog into a book, I just want to say you should consider if you're going to go from blog to book or book to blog. What do I mean by this? Well, each method requires a different approach. If you've already written a book, you can publish extracts as blog posts, providing you break up your key paragraphs, insert relevant images, give the chapter some context as a blog post by writing a short introduction and conclusion and so on. On the other hand, if you're going from a blog to a book, you'll probably need to ensure the blog posts work as chapters by expanding on or cutting key sections. You'll need to consider how the blog post, which is now a book chapter, sits alongside the other chapters in your book. And you'll need to update old information in the blog post for your book. Okay, so let's get into how to turn your blog into a book. The first thing you should do is write a one pager for your book. It's a good idea to sum up what your book is about in one page or less before you write it, because this will help you rewrite or edit a series of blog posts in a way that belongs in a single book. In the perennial seller, the author Ryan Holiday wrote, grab a piece of paper or open up a blank word document. Then, with fresh eyes, attempt to write out exactly what your project is supposed to be and do it in one sentence, one paragraph or one page. And he offered this template. This is a blank that does blank or this helps people blank. And if you've written a lot of blog posts without any real idea of how they tie together, you'll end up with a series of posts that don't fit into your book. However, if you take the time to figure out what your book is about and the chapters within your book before you write them, you can work on blog posts that you can use in your book. The next thing I would say is to arrange your blog posts by theme or topic. In 2017, I wrote a book called The Art of Writing a Nonfiction Book. And to do this, I read through all of my previous blog posts on the topic of nonfiction writing. Then I created a Google spreadsheet that included the post titles, URLs, word counts, and a short synopsis of each post. Once I had this spreadsheet together, I could see all of the topics and themes I'd addressed so far about nonfiction books. And I was able to count up all of the word counts and review the summaries. And then I used all of this information to decide what I needed to work on, what I needed to write next, what I needed to add into the book and what I needed to take out. The other advantage of this approach is you can look at your calendar for the coming weeks or months and based on what you're going to write next for your book, you can also map out an editorial calendar for your blog, which will help you balance book writing with publishing on your blog consistently. Next, test your ideas incrementally. You see, the blogger who spends several hours publishing a blog post and then presses publish and are greeted by the sound of crickets, in other words, no web traffic or comments or shares, is going to be a bit disappointed. I've been there, but he or she has only lost a couple of hours and they can always try capturing the attention of readers with a different post that varies in theme or style. In other words, you can move on. 
However, the author who spends a year or two or even a lot of money self-publishing a book that no one buys or which gets lots of one-star reviews could be so put off by the experience that they may never write a book again. So why take that risk? If you're unsure about an idea for your book, just write a short blog post and publish it where your would-be readers congregate. And some of the best places to do this are Medium and the Q&A site Quora. And then once your post is live, Look at how many shares it got. Look at the comments and the views by using the analytics on these sites. And if the post worked or got a lot of shares or claps or comments, then it belongs in your book. But if you got no reaction, then you might want to consider removing it from your book or rewriting it altogether. Next, I would say rewrite posts for your book. You see, writing for the web or writing a blog post typically means avoiding sentences that run on for more than three or four or five lines. Because if you value the attention of readers, you've got to break them up with bullet points, images, hyperlinks, call to actions, and so on. But if you're writing a book, it's fine to have longer paragraphs. And you don't want too many images or bullet points or hyperlinks because it can actually take away from the book or the reading experience. So much like a seamstress pulling on a thread, tie your blog posts together and give your book a shape of its own during your edit or rewrite. Next, to consider the shelf life of your ideas. Several years ago, in an old version of my book, The Savvy Writer's Guide to Productivity, I explained how new writers could use the social media network Vine to market their work. Months after I published this book, Twitter actually discontinued Vine as a social media network. And I remember when I read the news and I sprouted a few grey hairs because I immediately realised my book was ageing and out of date. So in a later draft of this book, I actually removed all of the references to Vine. And while you can certainly do what I did and, you know, update your book with new information, it's quite time consuming and it can be a little bit difficult to do. On the other hand, it's very easy to update a blog post because all you've got to do is go into WordPress and just click edit. So when you're taking research from a blog post and you're putting it into your book, always have at the back of your mind, will this research date And what will this research look like in a year or three years time? Next, decide the goal of individual blog posts. A couple of months ago, I was coaching a new author who wanted to publish almost all of his book as individual blog posts on his blog. Why do you want to do this? I said to him. And he told me, I'll save so much time. So I said, told him, you can certainly turn all of your chapters into blog posts, but what's in it for your reader? And this blogger come author didn't have an answer. You see, the purpose of a blog post is usually to entertain, inform, inspire or educate readers. Now, when you're considering turning a book chapter into a blog post, always ask yourself, does this chapter or blog post achieve one of those four goals? And if it doesn't, your time and the attention of your readers is better served by just leaving it as a chapter in your book. Next, budget for a professional book. While researching this podcast episode, I actually came across a lot of different blog to book tools and software that turn web pages and blog posts into PDFs and books for free. And they make it look so easy. Create a book in five minutes and get a PDF that you can sell to readers. Please don't use these. While I'm sure the tool works just fine and creates a lovely little PDF, you're not creating a proper book. In fact, you're doing a disservice to your readers. Instead, I'd implore you to treat your book like a creation you're proud of. Because once you publish it, you can't take it back. So hire a professional editor get a proofreader and commission a book cover designer. Your goal should always be to create something that when you press publish, you don't want to ever take back or look back on with regret and which makes your readers feel like they're getting their value for their money. So 
So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. My takeaway for you is that if you're a nonfiction blogger, you already have the bones of a nonfiction book on your site. You just need to take time to go through what you've already written and figure out the strands that connect all of these posts together. On the other hand, if you're an author who wants to turn his or her book into a blog, you can do that too, provided you provide some context for the chapters you're going to turn into a blog posts and that they offer value to readers. So go and take the time to review your old posts or your book, decide what you want your book or your blog posts to be about, and then commit both time and money if necessary to publishing a book or even a series of blog posts that your readers love. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.